This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, December 16th, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. With natural gas prices at historic lows and solar power coming online more rapidly than ever, does the recent small decline in carbon emissions signal peak carbon, a sustained decline in carbon output? Chip Knappenberger, Assistant Director of the Center for the Study of Science at the Cato Institute, offers his thoughts. At uh, Bloomberg, Noah Smith says that we've hit peak carbon. Um, essentially because carbon emissions have declined. Uh, what has driven the decline in carbon emissions and is is it possible that we have actually uh, are going to experience a steady, sustained decrease in carbon emissions from now on? Highly unlikely. That, that story is coming on the a reporting of carbon emissions in 2015 that were slightly below two th- carbon emissions in 2014. It's anything, if you look at the long-term trend or even the trend over the past decade, it's continually and steadily upward. Um, although there's some variations about that trend, and so in 2015, um, the emissions, at least preliminarily, are going to come in slightly b- below 2014. I seriously doubt that's going to continue into the future. Um, if you dig down into what has caused that slight decline in emissions um, over the past year, you have to point the finger at China, where there's been a, a little bit of a slowdown in the Chinese economy. Um, and that slowdown in the Chinese economy, since it's fueled mostly by coal, has led to a, a slight drop in uh, CO2 emissions from China based on the back of a little bit lower coal use than the year before. And that's probably the reason. Um, if you look back through time at the CO2 emissions or the CO2 emissions curve, you see that there have been periods in the past where it's declined from one year to the next or even a couple of years. Um, and almost all those declines, you can point to um, economic downturns in some part of the world. Um, it, it happened in, in the UK. It happened in Russia. And it's happened a little bit in the, in the US. And now um, we're looking at China. So. Um, the bottom line here is that the carbon dioxide emissions are tied tightly to um, economic productivity. And what we're, what folks that are interested in climate change and, and mitigating climate change are trying to do is break apart those two curves, break apart um, economic activity from um, CO2 emissions. But thus far, um, that hasn't really happened. It's, it's, I, you say it hasn't happened, but uh, those, those two things are... Uh, strongly correlated, but what about carbon produced per person globally? Your economic activity, as as countries develop, they go from developing countries into a developed countries. Through that process, there becomes an efficiency of the economy, so that you're producing more goods for using less energy. And so, the carbon efficiency of the um, economy does um, improve over time. And that's, you see that happen a lot in the U.S. I mean, the U.S. CO2 emissions peaked about 2007. Um, and they continued, they, they've been declining since then, largely because um, natural gas produced by fracking has, has replaced coal in the energy stream, but also because our economy is producing goods and services more efficiently. With the side note that um, a lot of our goods we're being, we're, we're being actually produced in China. So we're sort of shipping our um, emissions overseas. Natural gas prices are extremely low. Coal consumption, at least in the United States, is uh, stalled out a bit. So how much 
of a contribution does that make to this uh, pause or rounding error or mismeasurement in carbon? Look, at some point as we go into the future, carbon will probably peak. Um, for, for China, it's projected to occur somewhere in the 2020s to 2030 time frame. In India, it's probably going to be later than that. In other developing countries like Sub-Saharan Africa, it's probably going to be later than that. But if we look at it globally, some of the leaders in CO2 productions, like the, the U.S., we've probably peaked already. Um, the, the EU has peaked. And so, you know, when you, when you put them all together in a cumulative sum, you know, it's the rise is slowing down and someday will probably peak. In the U.S., a lot of that has to do with um, natural gas, cheap natural gas, replacing coal in the energy mix. In other places like India, they've just said the other day that they're going to continue to um, produce coal as fast as they need to because it's the cheapest way to get power to their populace that is greatly underpowered right now. So just because coal is um, perhaps seen its heyday in the U.S., um, it's still on the rise in other parts of the world. So, you know, it's going to drive emissions upward. In the U.S., you know, we sort of have the ability now, we have plenty of power, and so we can sort of look for how we want that power produced. In other parts of the world where they need power, the most reliable and the cheapest and easiest for them to get are going to be fossil fuels and, you know, coal being the primary one that they're going to turn to. So if all you read was the headline on the Washington Post uh, on Sunday, because these climate agreements tend to come together on Saturday so they can grab that big headline, um, what is the lesson? Well, what came out of Paris was a lot of voluntary um, promises that, that the world, the countries of the world have put together and, and assembled. And what you see from those promises is that a lot of places, like the developing world, are basically saying, we're going to choose, when, it come, when push comes to shove, we're going to choose economic progress over um, global climate concerns. And so you'll, you're going to see this happen. And so the folks that are, that are worried about the climate's not going to, what came out of Paris is not going to sort of save the world, it's not strong enough, is because that Paris does not bind any of these countries to produce it to their targets that they've promised. And so what it means is that while it's, while it's easy to say that you're going to try to keep your emissions in check, when it comes right down to it, again, there's, you're going to choose economic development over um, climate concerns. And so you're going to develop, I think, into the future sort of pretty much business as usual as if people weren't overly concerned about the climate. Chip Knappenberger is Assistant Director of the Center for the Study of Science at the Cato Institute. Read more of his work at Cato.org.